Only a few weeks after I graduated from high school, I learned the best business lesson that I possibly could have. Only I, I didn't recognize it as a business lesson at the time. I went to Brazil for two years to serve a full-time religious mission. Now, I didn't speak a lick of Portuguese when I got there, but fortunately there's a little school for, for the missionaries to learn Portuguese. And so I went down there and I was trapped in this concrete building for nine weeks with one goal, to learn Portuguese as fast as anyone ever had. Everyone is stressed. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. Learn the language because at the end of nine weeks, you're thrown to the wolves and left to learn Portuguese on your own in the streets with native Brazilians. Everyone's pretty stressed, and uh, with that kind of high tension, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of fun that went on. It was mostly focused on hard learning as fast as possible to learn that language. Well, there was one janitor in the building, and the janitor, everywhere you walked, everyone stressed, everyone worried, everybody sang, I think everybody's ahead of where I am, there's no way I'm going to learn this language in nine weeks. And this janitor would walk up to anyone, any random person in the hall, grab you by the shoulders, and say, I have confidence in you. <laughs> And it, uh, everyone knew who he was. He said that same phrase over and over, and any follow-up question that you asked him, he would just respond, I have confidence in you. Uh, that's the only thing, I think, that he knew how to say in English, or at least if he did speak English, he was playing off the greatest trick ever, because we didn't think he could. And that one phrase really stuck with me. Everyone knew that phrase that he said, because this janitor was... Uh, he really did believe in all of us. He saw the stress, he saw what everyone was trying to do and was worried about it, and he believed that all of us could accomplish the goal of learning Portuguese and doing what we were there to do. And I realized what a great business lesson that is. Uh, everybody likes to be popular, everybody likes to be well-known, everybody likes to be liked. Uh, but we all do it in our own ways by trying to get, atten get attention to ourselves. And this one janitor asked the question that uh, makes a lot more sense in business. To really set, set yourself apart, to really be noticed by others. He just looked for one way that he could be helpful. And that way was to give us confidence, the confidence that we didn't have. And that's the question that I want you to ask yourself before we start today's lesson. You're trying to find a topic for your business. And you can, there are a lot of different things I'm going to walk you through, but when it really comes down to it, I just want you to ask one question. What is one way I can be helpful by creating a website? And that's all that really matters. Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Income School Podcast. In episode three, I want to talk about finding a topic for your website. And I'm going to walk you through some steps, some questions that you can ask yourself so that at the end of this episode, you can know what it is that you want to do for your website. This is something that people really get paralyzed about when they're when they're starting their business. It can take weeks and weeks for someone to choose the right topic because 
deep down inside of us, we all have the feeling like we can only be successful if we happen upon this perfect golden niche where nobody has ever made a website before. If we happen upon this one amazing product that changes the world. And the truth is, there are thousands, millions, maybe even billions of different blogs in this world. And many of them are on the same topic. Where I've learned earned my living is about photography. Do you think that's the only photography website in the world? No, there are dozens and hundreds and thousands of photography websites in the world. Millions of them. But that means people are interested in the topic. And so I make my resource, I make it in my way, how I would want to see the information presented to me, and it works. There is an unlimited amount of potential and an unlimited number of niches and topics and, and uh, ideas for your blog. Don't feel like you're, you have to happen upon the one successful one in order to be a success in, with your blog. So keep that in mind first of all. Let's spend our time. Let's find something that you're going to enjoy that's going to work well as a business. But when it really comes down to it, just pick one, one that you can enjoy, one that you think is going to be profitable, and just go. Don't be the person who waits forever to pick a, a topic. And then after they pick it, they say, oh, maybe I should have chosen this. And they start a new blog. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have chosen this. And oh, maybe I should have chosen that. Whereas if they would have just picked one already and attacked it with that thermonuclear war that we talked about in episode number two, they would have been so much further ahead. So first of all, let's talk about some principles about choosing a, a, a topic for your business. And then we're going to get down to the application of actually thinking we you know exactly which one you're going to choose. The first question you need to ask yourself is how broad of a niche do you want to work in? Now, I already told you that my blog is about photography. That's a broad topic. It could be about portrait photography, flash photography, wildlife photography, landscape photography, nature photography, product photography, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Uh, in fact, there's a large contingent of just aerial photographers, just people who like to take pictures of airplanes. I mean, that could be a whole different, it is a whole different blog. There are several people who blog just about that. Uh, I mean, you can pick a broad niche like I've chosen or a very, very narrow niche uh, like a lot of online bloggers recommend you doing. Now, I, I, I'm a little bit torn on how broad of a niche you should choose. Perhaps because I've seen the greatest success in my career when I choose a pretty broad niche because it gives me an unlimited number of things to talk about and when the market changes, I can stay on top. Let me give you an example. A major trend in uh, photography 10 years ago was soft focus. Oh, it was just the most beautiful thing. It just kind of gives kind of a dreamy look to your photos. So if I had started the soft focus blog back then, ugh, I wouldn't be very popular now because not a lot of photographers do that. Or what if I had started a blog about uh, the Palm Pilot and that was my, my website was you know, palmisthebomb.com. And I just wrote about apps and cool things that are on the Palm Pilot and, and you know, which stylist to choose. Uh, and that was my blog. Well, when the Palm Pilot went out, hmm, I'd kind of be out of a job. Uh, my business would be dead. So instead of choosing the Palm Pilot, you choose mobile. 
or maybe you choose computing, and, or at least choose that with your name. Now, if, if Palm is hot right now, then write all about Palm. But by choosing a little bit broader of a name, you, you get to, to mold a little bit with the time. Whereas, and in my blog, that's true. When I started, HDR photography was just steaming hot. That's what everybody wanted to talk about. So I could write about it as much as I want. But then when that kind of fizzled out a little bit among photographers and we got over that look, then I can change to flash photography. I can change to nature photography. I can keep molding and moving with my business. So how I feel and how I feel most comfortable starting a business, knowing that it's not going to go out of style, is I like a little bit broader of a topic. But let me tell you that uh, not everybody thinks how I do. A lot of people feel like you got to, John Lee Dumas always says, you got to niche down and niche down again until it hurts. And every time I hear that, I think, "Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure that I agree with that. But I do see people who are doing that who get great success. Because let's say I want to start a blog about archery. Now, archery is a very broad topic, but what if I want to really niche down? What if I want to talk about making your own wooden arrows for traditional archery not a compound bow well that's a pretty niche topic uh that's that's so niche that uh i'm if anybody is looking for that information i am gonna own it i mean i'm gonna nobody is gonna look for any information on that niche and not find my resource so that is awesome the the advantage of it is you immediately get raving fans for the people that happen to be interested in the in that niche because they're going to find you immediately it also means you're kind of a, the champion of a cause. You know, if you if you're the HDR photography guy, you can be, you know, carrying the banner and talking about how awesome this and you're somebody to rally behind, and that also helps in in gathering a niche. Also, it really helps you with news. For example, let's say um, a, a school in Tennessee this week. I'm just making up a news story. Let's say a school in Tennessee this week said that girls can't wear skirts with ruffles on the bro- on the bottom because it's too uh, it's too immodest or something. It, it looks like underwear sticking out of their skirts, <laughs> and so it makes national news. Oh man, this this uh, this uh, person, uh, this school did this crazy thing and suspended this girl for having lace on the bottom of her skirt. Uh, well, the news is going to go out and they're going to look for something, somebody who's written about that kind of topic. Maybe not lace at the bottom of a skirt, but maybe you're the guy who writes a book about the school dress code. Well, who do you think Good Morning America is going to call for an interview when that's the hot topic? You are, because you've written books about school dress codes, and uh, then you're in. So if you are the champion of a niche, you get the, the advantage of finding quickly those people those people who are interested in it, and every time anything happens in your niche, you get the big media uh, coming to you looking for information. So there are major advantages to making a niched niche, a very, uh, a very specific niche, but I, personally, I like to think a little bit broader because if I'm going to invest years into a topic, I want to know that I can write about 
anything that's coming up that's turning into a hot topic and I'm not too narrow that I'm missing out on that. For me, that has worked well. It also works well for me because my personality is a little bit ADD. I'm always looking for the next shiny thing and I I just, I, I want to grab new ideas. When an idea comes to me, like my whole day plans and changes and I want to do that new thing. And so by being a little bit more broad, I can do that. When you're more niche, or in, some people say niche, when you're in a tight, tight niche, you've got to uh, kind of stick to that and you might miss by those shiny objects. For some people, that works great if that's your personality. My personality, I, I just feel so limited by that. I want to feel like I have, have no creative boundaries. So th- that's at least a topic to think about is how, how tight of a niche do you want? Then what kind of work would you, would it take to produce the content? Uh, this is something significant to consider because some niches are going to be more difficult to produce the content and get expert information in. So that's at least something to consider. Next question you should ask yourself is how quickly can you gather a following? So this is an important topic and it's kind of one that's more difficult to think about if you haven't been in internet marketing before and seen kind of what it takes to to gain a following. So if I want to start uh, a website about, um, oh, let's say about off-roading in in trucks. I want to start an off-roading blog about just mudding and and climbing hills in in Jeeps and trucks and stuff. And and that's what I want to talk about. I can probably gather a following pretty quickly because there are going to be magazines about trucks. There are going to be lots of other blogs about that. There are going to be other Facebook pages, maybe even other podcasts about it. And I can kind of borrow on that success because I can link to others. Others will inevitably link to me. I can, uh, you know, do a contest with other Facebook pages and and we can both build our following. There's, There's a community there that you can actually work in. But let's say I want to start a website about um, I, about mothers of quadruplets or mothers of triplets. Ooh, that's going to be pretty tough. I don't think that's a bad topic for a blog. That's a great topic because those who do have triplets or quadruplets, every single one of them is going to like your Facebook page. Every single one of them is going to find interesting things on your website. They're all going to have interest, but how are you actually going to find them? That's trickier and it's going to take a longer time. You're going to find them. It's a good idea. I would not avoid that, that niche. That's a good niche. It's just be aware. That's going to take a little bit longer for those mothers to find you who have triplets. So consider how long it's going to take to to gather a following. You know, if you want to spend $2,000 on advertising to find mothers of triplets, I'm not even sure where you'd spend your money. You know, maybe you can search on Google for triplets or something, you know, do a Google ad for triplets, but that's going to be tough to find people who actually are the mother of triplets and aren't one of the triplets themselves or aren't searching for information about how likely it is I'm going to have triplets. Uh, You know, it's going to be tougher to find that, to find that audience, but they are going to be out there. And then the last question I want you to ask yourself in this principles section of, of, you know, what makes a good niche is what is the audience going to be look like? Is, what is the audience going to look like? Some audiences, maybe even vast audiences, will only be casually interested, but other audiences are going to be raving fans. 
So if we're if we make a topic about uh, hunting, let's say we want to make a website about hunting, ooh, you are gonna have some passionate raving redneck fans because hunters. I mean, I mean, they eat, sleep, breathe, and drink hunting. That's just I, I I know some hunters, and that's that's they are very passionate about the topic. But there may be other topics that could get just as much blog traffic that aren't necessarily the raving fan type. For example, somebody searches on Google um, the difference between a, a Canon T5i and an Icon D5200. Well, that's an interesting topic. You could write a, a website that just compares different things. This versus that. Uh, you know, two different products. Uh, you're just comparing two different things. In fact, there's one out there called snapsort.com. And it, it just compares two different things. I see them in search results all the time for uh, just comparing two different items. It's a really well-designed website. But what's it going to take me when I go to snapsort.com, because I, I'm there often on a Google search result, what's it going to take me to actually become a fan of snapsort.com, to join their email list or join their Facebook? It's going to take an act of Congress. There's no way I'm going to do that, because I don't want to see all of their, their posts. I only want to see the ones that are about uh, photography, or one about when I'm choosing a vacuum, or or when I'm choosing a computer, I might want to see the specs compared. I'm no, I don't really want to be a fan of that, even if it's interesting information. So one question is, what is your audience going to be like? Are you marketing to people who are going to be casual passers-by, or are you looking for something that you can get a passionate? fan about. Uh, they're both good. You can make a lot of money in both types of websites. The one that I have experience in is the one where you get a raving fan, where somebody like would buy a shirt that says your blog name on it, improve photography, income school. I want somebody who can be a buddy of your website. And that's, I, I feel good at that because I know how to build a community. Uh, the other kind of website where it's really just based on traffic and not necessarily a recurring audience, I'm not good at that. I don't know much about it. So consider what type of audience you want to build. Okay, those are the principles I want you to consider when you're choosing a topic. But now let's actually get into you and what you are going to decide to blog about in your on your uh, website. First, first question to ask yourself, and when I have friends or family that say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about starting a blog, but I, I just don't know what to do it about. The question I always ask is, what do people ask your advice about? You know, are, do you really know a lot about children's books and, you know, your mom or dad who just has been to every child's book on the library shelf I know, or I've read through thousands of and I know the good ones and not the bad ones. Uh, when people ask you on Facebook and say, hey, what were some good children's books? That's a great topic for a blog because you, you know something about that. Or fishing or when, when your dad is buying a computer, do they call you or do they call you the other brother in the family? Are you the one that people go to and say, hey, what, what computer should I choose? or maybe you're the the person that all your friends come to for a relationship advice uh, <laughs> you wouldn't want my advice on that but uh, some people are good at it or maybe it's finances whatever topic uh, that you're good at that people ask you about or ask your advice about that's something you might want to choose uh, uh, to make your blog about if that doesn't come up with anything, you say, nah, people don't really come to me for things, then ask yourself, what's something you have researched? 
What's something that, you know, at some time you were really interested in knitting and you spent like five days looking at every knitting blog and reading every knitting magazine while you were uh, on on an airplane and, and you listened to knitting podcasts, something that you've really researched at some point in your life. That means that there are people, probably millions of them out there like you researching that topic right now. And if you had to hunt around on different websites, different blogs, different magazines, different podcasts to find all the information, you can be the one to distill everything that it took you to learn on 20 websites, distill it down into one. All right, the last question I want you to consider in deciding which specific topic for you is what would you like to learn? When I started improved photography, I was not an excellent photographer. I was a I would say intermediate photographer. And I started the website just sharing what I was learning. When I learned about Aperture, I would share about Aperture that day. When I learned about how to clone something out in in Photoshop, then I wrote an article about how to clone something out in Photoshop that same day that I learned it. Uh, so if there's something that you're really wanting to learn right now, maybe that's a great topic for you to create a blog about. All right, so you have your topic You've rec- you uh, you decided what it's going to be. Now, before you go out and register a domain name, uh, there are there are two blog topics that I kind of want you to warn you about. Doesn't mean you shouldn't choose them, but I want to issue a warning. The first is a business blog, and the second is a news blog. Now, the first is the business blog. When I ask people what what topic they want to start a website on and I say, you know, what are you really interested in now? What do you want to learn? A lot of people say, well, business. Uh, that's because right now you're you're starting your blog. And so that's really interesting to you right now. But uh, that's probably not a long-term interest. You may have an interest in starting the business, but maybe not about writing about uh, the business. Also, if you're starting out, keep in mind that in the business niche, people want to know what has been successful. People have all kinds of ideas about what's going to work in in business, but you you really want to hear from people who are good at it and have made some money in business. And so if you're just starting in that topic, it's going to be tough. You know, you may be really interested about blogging now, but if you started a blog about blogging, um, I I don't know, people may gravitate to somebody who, who has a little bit more experience in it. Whereas in other topics, let's say fishing, um, yeah, people might be interested in somebody who has a lot of experience in fishing, but also if you're just sharing the things that you learn as you go along, that might also be helpful and people won't look at you as a hypocrite uh, sharing what you're learning. Whereas in business, people may look at you as a hypocrite if you don't have money, but you're teaching people how to make money. So I'm not saying it can't be done. If you go in with a humble attitude and you're just, you know, share, you know, you say, hey, I'm just starting, but this is what I'm learning as I go along. Maybe you could make it work, but that is at least a caution area is a business blog. And then another caution area is the news niche. Uh, And and I guess I I should say about business. I know I'm a hypocrite about that. I mean, I'm making a a business website, but I've been successful in it. I mean, I've made a lot of money from my blog and I'm going in with my eyes wide open. There's a lot of competition in the business blog. I know I'm competing with people who maybe even make more money than me. Um, I'm going in with my eyes wide open there, but 
but the reason that I feel compelled to to talk about business and starting an online business is because I just have a lot to share. And sometimes it drives me crazy that I don't have uh, friends and family who are uh, kind of taking that the suggestions and starting their own. And so I want to share it with somebody who's going to take this information and be successful. It's kind of a personal passion, even though it is a business venture at the same time. But also uh, that warning about the, the news websites is if you... If, if you aren't real careful with a news website, you can just get overpowered. I mean, think about you versus all the writers at, at, at times.com for the New York Times. Uh, you, I mean, you're just going to get pummeled if you're trying to write about national news. You're going to get eaten alive. Or, or if you're just a general... Um, uh, a politics pundit, you're going to get eaten alive. There are just so many people out there with tons of money uh, competing against you. Oh, news is a tough one to get into. You're just not going to have the resources to compete there. Now, there may be a niche. There may be a way that you can do it. I'm not saying it's impossible. Totally not. But if you're just writing about you know, tech news, Engadget's going to crush you. Or if you're just writing about, you know, national foreign affairs issues, you're going to get crushed. So be careful with news because there's a lot of money and, and a lot of people that have been doing it for hundreds of years. Uh, so those are the two warning warnings, topics, anything else I think is fair game. But I also want to tell you three things not to worry about. Three things that just should not be a consideration. First is when I started my website, I thought, am I really going to be able to write about photography every single day forever for my whole career? I, am I going to have things to say? And that's because I was a newer photographer at the time. Now I have a list probably five pages long of just headlines that I want to write in my business and I just haven't done yet. I just haven't had time to do. I, I mean, you could never be done writing about photography. There are just a million articles to write. So don't be worried that you're going to run out of content. Sometimes you you can't think of the content unless you've already written a, a similar topic. You know, you write about HDR photography, then you talk about noise in HDR photography, then you say, hmm, now I want to talk about how to remove noise on a Canon camera. And then you say, hmm, now I want to talk about a feature on the Canon 60D that helps you reduce noise for HDR photography. Like You can just go on and drill down forever and ever and ever. So don't be worried about... Uh, about being about running out of content, you're gonna think of it as you start into it. Don't worry about that. The next thing not to worry about when you're choosing your topic is how you're gonna make money from the topic. Now, there, could there be a niche that's just kind of a bad idea? Yes, I, and I ha I saw one a few months ago. There was a a lady starting a a, a website about. Um, about couponing or, or she had a, an existing audience in couponing and every day she would just post a great sale that was happening and people would go to the website and get the sale and go and go to it and she had a lot of of traffic to her website i mean hundreds of thousands of people were going there every month she was ready to quit the business and i thought yes i'm buying this thing and then i realized what a bad idea this is for a website it means i've got to make like five or six posts a day of the sale that's going on right now and three or four days from now it's going to be worth nothing because the sale is over and so that was kind of a, just a bad 
idea for a website because it's like getting on a treadmill. You're never going to go anywhere. You're just going to keep writing blog posts and none of it is evergreen. It's all going away. So there could be an idea that's just kind of a bad idea, but I I think it's worth, uh, most websites I think are going to work just fine. The last thing not to worry about is it doesn't matter if there's already competition. This is what I talked about from the get-go, but I think people have a hard time getting over this in your head. It does not matter if there's another person who's writing about the topic that you want to write about. It does not matter if there's already a niche website about crocheting with red yarn. I don't care if there's another website that teaches you how to pick the perfect tire for racing cars. That's fine. It's okay to have competition. You're going to present things in your own way. People are going to like you. People are going to like the design of your website. People are going to like your take on the the different issues. Some people are going to like you. Some people are going to like your competition. That's okay. If there's competition, it means it's a good niche because other people are finding success there. Now, if if you've gone through all that, we talked about the principles for choosing a topic. We talked about how to apply it and actually choose what's good for you. Uh, two blogs, two blog topics to, to be warned about. And then three things not to worry about. We've gone through a lot about how to choose a niche for your website. But if you're still looking for ideas, I... I have much less time than I have ideas for websites. So go to incomeschool.com slash niche ideas. And that's a post where I'm just making a list. Every time I have an idea that's like, man, this would be a cool website, but I don't have the time to do it. I add it to that list. And now I am not just spewing things onto the list. Those are, I mean, I write down the niche, how you could make money from it. I I look for a a good domain name that's still available that you can pick there. Like I've researched all of these businesses, like over 20 of them now that you could go in and take. So go to incomeschool.com slash niche ideas. And I have some pretty well-researched ideas, a lot of them there, and just grab one and take it. Those were ones that I have thought about and I think would be a pretty good idea. So uh, I, I would go go check it out, incomeschool.com slash niche ideas. That's one of those posts that you really don't want to miss. Well, we've talked about how to choose your niche. Are you going to go to sleep tonight dreaming about a million things you could you could decide? Are you going to go to sleep tonight wondering if you can make this happen? Are you going to go to sleep tonight thinking, ah, that's for somebody else, but I couldn't be successful? Or are you going to go to bed tonight having just spent an hour, picked a topic, grabbed a domain, and started your, WordPress, your WordPress blog? If you're ready to do it and you're going to be a doer and not just a listener then go to incomeschool.com slash WordPress. And I'm going to walk you through how to take this idea, register your domain, and get your blog on online. In Seriously, you can have it done in an hour. So pick your topic and then get going. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at incomeschool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.